Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the show. This is Missing the Point with Miles David. Thank you for tuning back in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Glad to have you. Welcome to the team. I have to come up with like a name for people that listen. One day that'll happen. Maybe that's just like a YouTuber thing. But, you know, you know how people like audiences have like a nickname or creators have a nickname for loyal listeners one day i might make that who knows maybe i'm just being super corny right now anyway welcome back to the show i have a lot in store for you guys i have on this episode a really influential person in my life and in a way my career um I have the CEO of the award-winning media and news company, XL Tribe, which is a plus men's blogging website, an award-winning blogging website, not just any kind of old thing. And I want you guys to get into why I am such a supporter of XL Tribe and what XL Tribe has done for me, what it's doing for plus size men all around the world, literally all around the world. And I want you guys to hear a little bit of my backstory as to how I became a model, where the roots of that started and all of that in between. I think the conversation that I had is going to be informative, always funny because it's not me if it's not funny. (laughs) And hopefully you get to see some insight into a different layer of me uh, when it comes to my modeling and kind of like my creative side, I guess you can say. We also talk about some things that are not so wonderful about being a big and tall guy and the things that come with being a man that just has more going on. I'll put it like that. (laughs) Either way, It's a really good episode. It's a really good conversation. I want you guys to stay tuned and listen to it. But before we do that, I am going to hop in and give you guys just some really quick brief updates about what's going on in the tennis world. Not much has happened since last time we talked. The tournament's in... Well, let's just get into it. Another one for the highlight reel. So, last we talked, there were three tournaments all across the globe, literally, to start off this 2021 tennis season, and all of them are off to a running start. The tournaments in Delray Beach, Florida, Abu Dhabi, in the United Arab Emirates. Is it Arab or Arab? In Abu Dhabi. No disrespect to anybody from that part of the globe. We're just going to call it Abu Dhabi so I don't mess it up. There we go. And then also in Antalya, Turkey. Even though the tournament in Antalya, I'm not getting that much information about. (laughs) I haven't seen it on television. And if you if you've kept up with my episodes, you know that my uh, the difficulty I've been experiencing when it comes to watching television, watching tennis on my television has been interesting. (laughs) I'm actually in the middle of trialing out some. They call it, oh yeah, the cable cutting streaming websites. I'm trialing out uh, AT&T TV and then also FUBU TV. I think FUBU TV is winning because FUBO TV is not to be confused with FUBU, like back in the day. FUBO TV is very sports oriented. They have a lot of sports, like literally all the sports. And <laughs> although I'm not a fan of all the sports, one of the sports they offer is tennis. So I think I'm going to invest in that and hopefully the tennis channel does not get kicked off 
two months into me getting adjusted to that streaming website. Anywho, just a couple of notable moments from the Delray Beach Open ATP tournament. There's not much happening, like I said, because, you know, not much time, not much time has passed since we last spoke, which is a good thing, because I find that when I drop two episodes a week or I'm, I'm when I'm producing content twice a week, it gives me much more room to talk about. And then also just in complete honesty, the world is like low key trying to go haywire again. I'm not even going to go into what happened at the Capitol building in D.C. because we could be here all day, so I'm not going to touch that. But what I mean is <laughs> people are like the world is going back on lockdown. So y'all have nothing else to do but listen to my podcast and tell somebody else to listen to it. So I'm going to give you more of it. And low key, I have nothing else to do and I enjoy doing this. So you're going to get this anyway. <laughs> the Delray Beast Tournament. One of the storylines I've picked up on so far is actually um, it, it it's a footnote, but um, it's has potential to grow the american player donald young he is a black american tennis player uh i'm pretty sure uh, donald young has some roots in atlanta georgia he's been on the tour for quite a while he was a prodigy coming up um and not to do not to do him any disservice or to dig into his story too much but he has uh underachieved a, a tad to the point where he is now playing qualifying to get into certain level events, this uh, event in Delray Beach, Florida being one of them. But kudos to him for actually qualifying. He won two matches to qualify into the tournament, and now he faces another black American. Isn't that funny how the draws work sometimes? Hmm, side eye. Anyway, <laughs> he actually faces, uh, I don't think Francis Tiafo is the top-ranked American. No, it's unfortunately John Isner. But he does face a top-ranked American in Francis Tiafo in the first round of that tournament. So I will actually have my eye out for that match. Hopefully it's a good one. My fingers aren't completely crossed, but I, I would like to see those two guys battle it out. I actually don't like that they're meeting so soon, um, but it is what it is. Sometimes you get to roll the dice in tennis and your faves play early so it is what it is also moving on to the women's tournament the abu dhabi women's tennis open couple notable events coco golf has actually won her first round match very easily actually let me see what the score line was <laughs> oh yeah she she tore it up she won six love six one in under an hour and 10 minutes that's how you do it good job coco golf some other notable Wins, we have Heather Watson uh, of Great Britain. She went, She won her first round match. An upset, actually. Jennifer Brady, who just made the semifinals of the U.S. Open, losing to Naomi Osaka, who's having a, a, a breakthrough moment, if you will. She was upset in the first round by Tamara Sedancic of, where is she from? Slovenia. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a, not, a, not even a little bit. That is a upset, especially if you are ranked 24 in the world as Jennifer Brady is and you're losing to the 87th ranked player like Sedancic is so Jennifer Brady's season isn't off to the most flying start but hopefully that's not a, a moment of worry hopefully it's just her knocking some rust out and you know getting back into the swing of things also defending Australian Open champ Sophia Kennan won her first round match, 7-6-6-2. And also, Arena Sabalenka, who is actually on a 10-match winning streak dating back to last year. She won her opening round match 
in a really in a really really tough one she had to fight off some set points in that first set and in typical Sabalenka fashion she found a way out of no way to win that she's a very streaky player when she's losing <laughs> it looks like it's all over for her but in some way and somehow and sometimes not all the time but she finds a switch and she just turns it on and she plays well and you know that is a certain gear that certain players just don't have and she has it so we will see how that affects her moving forward in the season and that's about it what I did want to move on to though is there has been some news about when Serena Williams will actually start her 2021 season and it looks like she will be starting her 2021 season in Melbourne with everyone else just not this week (laughs) she'll be playing in the newly named forgive me if I'm butchering the names of this but there are tournaments in and around Melbourne leading up to the Australian Open in February. And these tournaments, she's going to be playing one of, in one of these two tournaments, which are the Gippsland Trophy and the Yarra Valley Classic. When I think about Yarra Valley, I think about wine for some reason. I think Yarra Valley is connected to wine. Somebody write in and tell me if I'm wrong or not. <laughs> um, so anyway, that is going to be a WTA tournament featuring 49 of the world's top 50 women. Uh, the field includes five past Australian Open champions, including Naomi Osaka of Japan, Sophia Kennan, Serena Williams, Victoria Azarenka, and Angelique Kerber. There are also some more Grand Slam champions in that lineup. Bianca Andreescu, Petra Kvitova, the newly crowned French Open champion, young Iga Swiatek. Um, also, some notable names, Svetlana Kuznetsova, Sloane Stephens, Elena Ostapenko. So that is going to be a likely stacked field uh, bear in mind again a lot of things are touch and go so some of those players might pull out before the beginning of the tournament but i just wanted to you know drop some knowledge that queen serena williams is gearing up for the australian open typically she like typically when you look back on her career she does not play a warm-up tournament in australia before the actual australian open um and you know for the most part that served her well because she's won that tournament seven times <laughs> um but i do think her scheduling needs to be a bit different with her health and her age and a whole bunch of factors so it's just it's going to be nice to see her getting back on the court so i will be tuned in to see what one she's wearing <laughs> and two how she looks on the court and what she's been doing in the off season. and I think that's about it. I will keep you guys tuned. I'm going to do a small wrap up of the first official week of the tennis season in the next episode. And also stay tuned. I know I've been like egging this on and like dropping little nuggets, but I do have the tennis for dummies podcast coming very, very soon to a stream near you. (laughs) So if you have been trying to chug along with my podcast and not really getting the lingo that I've been dropping and not really knowing who some of these players are that I'm mentioning tune into that podcast it will be coming up next week as I record this this is this is Thursday January 7th it'll most likely this podcast will most likely be up on Friday for you guys to listen um and then the next podcast will be tennis for dummies uh not that you're dumb <laughs> but you know what I mean you know those books that are black and yellow and they explain things to the simplest degree that's what i want you guys to obtain from that episode and i am working on it as we speak so in the meantime i am going to hop over and let you guys listen to the conversation that i had with kirkland who is the ceo of xl tribe it is 
such an interesting interview I had with him, such an interesting conversation. He's an interesting human being. I get a lot of inspiration, creative inspiration from him. And I'm so glad that he was able to take time out of his schedule amidst a pandemic in a peninsula in a pizza pan <laughs> or pan pizza to talk to me on the podcast. So you guys listen up and tell me what you think about it. Okay. Not you licking your fingers on the podcast. Mm-hmm. What kind of chicken are you eating anyway? I made some air fried chicken. People are so obsessed with the air fryers all of a sudden. Are you part of the air fryer hive? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You don't think so? But you just made air fried chicken. Well, I feel like that's yeah, but part of like the... Like I've been using the, the air fryer for... I mean, I didn't know there was a thing, so I don't. I wouldn't say that. No, I mean, I've had an you air You didn't know fryer. there was an air fryer thing? No. If you go hashtag air fryer, I didn't. I mean, i you will find a lot of people using the air fryer. It's like all the it's all the rave. If I look at my Instagram stories, there are at least going to be five people talking about what they made for dinner or breakfast or what they just made or whatever using an air fryer. Trust me, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a life changing. I hear that it is. I just have not myself tried one. I haven't got an air fryer in my household yet. Is that because? Is that also? Are you not getting one because everybody else has one, so you don't want to get one? Not necessarily. I just have not hit the moment in my life where I'm just like, "Ooh, light bulb moment! Let me get an air fryer." It just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Well, I will say an air fryer matched up with my life when I decided that I wanted to eat healthier. So there's a coinciding there it's not because obviously with the air fryer you don't use any of the grease or the oil it would normally take to fry stuff interesting and whatever natural oils are in the feet the meat you're eating not the feet (laughs) (laughs) whatever natural oils in the meat that you're eating they they drain to the bottom Mm. so you also don't consume that either well, you are definitely, you know, building the case as for why I should get an air fryer. Oh my god! Maybe it'll and be food, a maybe it'll be something I get in the year twenty twenty one. Food tastes so much better in it too. That's the thing too. It's not even just like hype. Like right now, I'm eating my wings that they they taste like American deli wings, and I'm like American deli wings weren't that amazing to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> they really weren't i mean you know i lived in atlanta for three years and i'm pretty sure i had my fair share of american deli and it wasn't bad but for all the for all the rave that i heard when i was like moving to atlanta like oh, you gotta try american deli it was just something i would eat when i couldn't think of anything else i wanted to eat now if i really wanted some wings you know where in atlanta i really love to go I really liked um, GR Crickets. I really enjoyed their wings. And I also really enjoyed Hudson Grill's wings. Um, and GR Hudson, wings Hudson Grill good. surprised me because, you know, it's kind of, well, I mean, GR Crickets is kind of a chain too. But Hudson Grill is a bigger chain than GR Crickets. So I was, you know, in chain restaurants, I don't really go into it experiencing something amazing. Um, what? I, I, I just enjoy, not that the food can't be good, but I just don't, I just don't expect a life-changing moment and not that Hudson Grill's wings are life-changing but I definitely will put them on the docket of places you have to go in Atlanta to get some good wings for sure 
Now, now, how do we we <laughs> how do we start talking about wings? See, this is why I wanted you on the podcast because when you and us start talking, we just we just be talking. <laughs> just talking, yeah. We just be talking, um, shooting the shit. These wings are good. I don't know what well, you never answered what flavor it was. Mm, no flavor. I just seasoned them with all-purpose seasoning that has no salt, mm-hmm. and just put them in there. Oh well, I'm guess. Oh, hopefully, if the listeners are listening to that, they can go get them an air fryer and make them some good old wings if they haven't done that yet. Mm, mm, mm. And if an air fryer is not on your Christmas list, I guess it should be. <laughs> Add an air fryer to your Christmas list, everyone, because they're <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of amazing, I definitely want to introduce the listeners to who I'm speaking to. Because oh. I, I think you're amazing. Because we, I have not introduced you. Well, I mean, I'm probably not at all. You. I'm probably going to introduce you in the <laughs> in the in pre-show, the in the intro, in the pre-show. Yes, but as far as this, as far as this conversation, the listeners need to know who I'm talking to. Because I I know you as Kirk, but to the people who have no idea who I'm looking at or who I'm speaking to, how about you introduce yourself the best way you know how? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna try. Okay. I'm not really good at this, but everybody says that, but then they. Everybody says that, but then I, I play it back and I'm just like, you sound fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my name is Kirkland. Um, I am the CEO Editor-in-Chief at Excel Tribe. We are a big and tall community meant to change the way Excel men see themselves and how the world see us. And um, I've been building this platform for about five years now, and it has been the journey of my life. I know that's right. <laughs> I guess that's the best way I can put it. Anything else you wanted to add or should add or before I pull some more things out of you, is there anything you wanted to add to the intro about who you are as a person? No. You sure? We can... I can't think of none. What about your background, where you're from, how long you've been in Atlanta? Because, you know, I know you from Atlanta and we'll get it. You know, I know I, I sent you those those show notes, so we'll get into it. Uh-huh. Um. So, I, well, let me just ask the questions instead of just beating around the bush. Where are you originally from? From Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. If you're a listener, shout out to you. If you're listening from New York, I've only been to New York twice. And actually, both times I stayed in Brooklyn. I stayed in Crown Heights. Let me guess. He was there for work. You know what's funny? Your actions got me to New York in a weird way. <laughs> Oh, you stayed in Brooklyn that time. I stayed both times I went to New York. I stayed in Brooklyn. Um, one was one was like exploration slash vacation for myself slash work, and the other one was just pretty much strictly work. And both times, you know, you spawned. Your influence was felt on both of those trips for sure. <laughs> they okay, were. Nah, they were. Nah, so, really. so it's funny that I was that I stayed in Brooklyn both times. Shout out to Crown Heights. Look at that. Alignment all the way through, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, originally. Um, I've been in Atlanta for, um, are we on here 11 or 12? Not sure. One of those years. Mm. That's a long time in Black Hollywood, as they call <laughs> it, fictionally called it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, just, I was just listening to, oh, not listening. I was watching episode two of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think it was episode two. Um, Wait, the new season? Yeah, the new season that just started this month. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you're not missing nothing. So far, you're not missing anything. 
Um, the Real, House, watch Real Housewives of Potomac is where it's at, and I never thought I would say it, but uh, that's nobody ever at. thought they would say that. I know, right? That's where it is right now. You know, you know, the the hype for these shows comes and goes, and that's unfortunately how it goes in the media and television. You know, you know people things peak and then they come down and it peaks again and stuff like that. But I was listening to Cynthia. She was talking about how, you know, Atlanta has so much going on. She was talking to the new girl on the show. Um, what's the new girl's name? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. She played herself on the game. Um, damn it. See exactly that face you made. Nobody can't see it, but I know the face you made. Wait, first of all, I didn't even know there was new girls. You know, so the shakeup, we getting so off track, but I, it don't matter. The the shakeup, the shakeup of the season is that they lost Nene Leaks and that they only have like five official housewives, aka women in the intro of the show holding the peach. And one of the five is a new girl, and I'm still steadily here trying to rack my brain as to what her name is. And I know it because I've been talking about her. Hold on, let me just grab my phone because technology is too close around me. Right, so not just know what mm-hmm. it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's gonna shock me because I know it. Drew Sedora, Drew Sedora. That name probably exactly. Wait, <laughs> she did play. She did play herself <laughs> she, in the she game. Played, she played a character, a caricature, I guess, of herself on the game. Oh. Yep. So that her what, name was Drew. Her name was Drew Sedora. Yeah, her whole. They used her whole name. That's why I think she is. I guess in the black community where she is most notable from, but she's done some other stuff. She's done like plays. She's also did um, the TLC biopic or biopic, however, however people choose to say that mm, word. She plays um, 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 T-Boz. Yep, right? pretty sure that was her. One of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause uh, Lil Mama did Left Eye. She was mm-hmm. T-Boz and then Kiki Palmer was Chili. Yeah, that wasn't, mm-hmm. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but it was okay for what it was. I know exactly who that is. Yep. So she's the new housewife on Atlanta and they were, and she just moved to Atlanta. Um, you know, I've, I've watched some other clips of hers talking about how they reached out to her a couple couple years in a row to be on the season. And it just kind of happened that this, this, it all fit into, it all fit into plan this out. time. And Cynthia was just talking about how, you know, she can find work in Atlanta and Atlanta's just become like this new black Hollywood and blah, 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 blah. And I was, I was thinking like, I kind of miss it. And I really can't believe this is why I wanted to like have you on the podcast because one, you you were one of the influential reasons as to why Atlanta will always be like a just a, no matter how no matter how how far I go in life, Atlanta will always be like a little staple in my life or in my chapter or in my book, I guess. And you're mm-hmm. one of the reasons that made it enjoyable. Not to put too much pressure on you, but you did. <laughs> And, you know, all of that made me start missing Atlanta a little bit. And it's crazy. I looked up. I moved back home in July, and it's now December. Like, Look at that. Six months. Like, six it's months. It's been six month. months already. And I just didn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird being at home. And not weird. It's just been an adjustment. And I thought that I was moving along in the adjustment swimmingly. But I looked up. I'm like, it's been six months. Time just be cruising along. Cruising a freaking long. Before we know, we're gonna be right back in March, where the world, at least in America, flipped on its on its head, and we started doing things that we had never done and expected to act normal and all that. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> all of that. All of that. All of, that, all of, that, to all of say, that. All of that to say, how we got to catch up. How has 2020 been treating you, especially the last six months? Because I know I haven't seen you since I left Atlanta. How is how has 2020 been going for you? 
Um, twenty twenty is weird. It is, um, to say the least. <laughs> to say the absolute least. It's absolute been weird. Least. It's been weird in ways, I think, that are both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing I hate or one thing I don't like about 2020 is that because COVID, it's like, I hate the fact that I'm constantly in a space where I'll be like, it's like, I feel like you can't be, there's no normal anymore. Whatever your normal was, is just went out the window. Yeah, we're all and pretty much just walking on eggshells, kind of. That's what it feels like. And I hate that feeling like, <laughs> like when you, like when you go to a grocery store, right? And you hear somebody a few hours over you, <coughs> you'd be like, oh, they, they, oh, they got the road. You know they what's crazy? Them. I was at physical therapy today and I found myself coughing twice. And I, my mind immediately went, went back to a meme. I'm probably going to post that meme on Instagram. And it was just like, <laughs> that was a weed cough, not a COVID cough or a Corona cough. <laughs> and I, that's what I really wanted to say, like, uh-uh, I ain't got nothing crazy. It was just, it was just a little, it was a little bit of smoke coming up and adjusting in my system. <laughs> <laughs> see and see I think about that it's like I, I don't like that feeling and also like with yourself not just with other people but with yourself like mm-hmm. if you cough once you'd be like oh shit. I die. Right, I yeah. die. what's mm-hmm. going on and I don't like that it's I crazy really how like that, that it's crazy how that paranoia has infiltrated its its way into our life so quickly like I, I, I tangibly remember what life or like how people dealt with people that were coughing pre-March 2020. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like nobody really wanted to be around somebody that was visibly sick, obviously, because nobody wants to be sick. That's not something people just sign up for. But right. it, it, everybody is kind of like if you if you really believe this whole COVID, well, it is a real thing. But you know, there's unfortunately some people in this this world that think it's a hoax or think that <laughs> some kind of way it's just not real. It really makes you question it for a while there. It made me question everything I did. Like, was I really this close to people? Like, was I really just out here giving hugs oh. to everybody? <laughs> oh, like that? Oh, I, I never know. thought that. Hope, hopefully well, you know, we can get back to some kind of normal, but it really made me think like all this, like just random stuff, like touching doorknobs and just giving people hugs and pats on the back. Like all of that stuff was questioned or made me question all of that stuff during this, during this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's I never, I never thought that deeply into it, but yeah, I definitely, you Forgive definitely me. did. I'd be question. so deep in my thoughts sometimes. No, no, no. Cause I definitely <laughs> did question things. I definitely did. Um, doorknobs is definitely one of them. I never questioned about being close to people. Um, but the doorknob for a fact, every time I go to the door, I'd be like, and just like, just like this just touching stuff in general in public settings that people like i was just listening to a podcast what is that a wine opener no it is a wine opener is it no no this is a to open the door oh oh where you found that from amazon amazon be having yeah it's this little gold key and you like put it you wrap it around the handle Yep, and you pull it. You pull it uh-huh. instead of your hand, your bare hands. Mm-hmm. It just yep. 
the whole See, like stuff like that. It's like mm-hmm. you wasn't doing that. Before, I was not March. thinking about that. I wasn't even thinking about. I mean, I was washing my hands. Don't get me wrong. People listening, I was definitely washing my hands, but I wasn't thinking <laughs> about. I wasn't thinking about how long. I mean, I was doing it, but I wasn't thinking about how long and what songs I need to be singing to make sure I got an appropriate hand. Happy birthday, wash, you know? too. Oh, no, I don't sing happy birthday. <laughs> I sing Beyonce songs and stuff. <laughs> Baby, it's you. You're the one. That's the one. That's the one I sing. I think it's the chorus of Love on Top is, is what you actually need to get a good hand scrub or hand washing. And that's, that's what I be singing more than 20 seconds but well, that's I mean, great when you when you're lost in the modulations of love on top then uh, so first of all <laughs> nobody's getting lost in those modulations that that's a whole five minute song like well sometimes i get lost in the art of washing my hands within those modulations it'd be fun i told you i'd be in my own little head sometimes. <laughs> like why why <laughs> listen i'll be i'll be, I be at the, the sink singing my little heart out now Happy birthday. In my mind, sometimes. Not no, you be singing it out loud, too. Sometimes. If I'm at home, I'm, I'll be, I'm singing it out loud. Especially if I've been listening to music already, yeah, I'm singing it out loud. <laughs> See, stuff like that. Like, who who thought to sing their hand-washing song to modulations of... See, no one would have thought of that before March. I know, right? Yeah. Didn't so it's we, those things. March is, a, March is another... March has been kind to me in a lot of different ways over the past couple of years. Um, I think we didn't meet in March. I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm, I was trying to segue into how we met, how we originally met, but I don't think it was March because I moved to Atlanta in August of 2017. So I guess we can start the story. Mm-hmm. And you can you can butt in any time when I, when I start telling the story. Cause sometimes like, I don't know if it's old age or my brain just be playing old, what? me. Old age. <laughs> I'm not that I old. You, sometimes you stop claiming that. <laughs> Sometimes when I recount stories, somebody would be like, Miles, that's not like it's not I'd be it's not, it's not that I'd be purposely lying. <laughs> that's not it. But they'd be like, you'd be forgetting this part. Or like that part does it happened a little bit differently. Anyway, just I say all mm-hmm. that to say if you interject mm-hmm. whenever you feel needed. <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. I remember I moved to Atlanta in 2017 to pursue my master's at Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to anybody that's listening that uh went to CAU. Come on, masters. Yeah, go man. I, you know, I actually saw a, a um a graph today that showed the percentage of like it was a study done in 2018 that showed the percentage of people I guess in America that has masters from that that obtained a masters like in the age bracket of above 30 or then 25 to 30 and it was only like it was sub 10% and I was like, you know, that's You're in the 10% time. And I really, sometimes I really used to be wanting to throw that fucking master's degree underneath my bed <laughs> just because I feel like I haven't gotten the fruits of my labor out of it. But still. I mean, that, it's only been like a year, not even. It has been a year. I graduated in May of 2019. Of 2019. So okay. Wow. You know, One whole what, year. But what really, what really stuck, stuck out with me, I think I was talking to my mom one day and I was just like, I'm really... It hasn't even been five years out of undergrad for me yet. I graduated college in undergrad in 2016. And I was just like, wow, like it ain't even been five years yet. And here I am putting pressure on myself. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> trust me. That's another podcast. We'll, when we, and Actually, I'll, touch, I'll touch on that. I'll trust me. I'll, to my listeners, trust me, I will touch on my journey about post, post-grad school and undergrad and all that stuff. Which, what were you going to say? No, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to say. Like, 
you know, give yourself some room. Like, first of all, we're in the middle of a whole pandemic. That's a whole perfect. Panasonic. I mean, a whole other, any other word that start with P. Is, why is that so up. fun? Why is that so fun? I don't know. Panini. Peninsula. Because people are tired of pandemic. That's Pepperoni. Why. When I literally, when I be seeing Twitter threads about that, I, I find myself cackling. But I'm, I'm, I'm an easy, I'm an easy laugh anyway. So it's okay. Back to what I was saying. <laughs> so I moved in 2017, in August 2017, to start that journey of getting my master's. And in one of my classes, I have the date we met. You have the date we met. What? Like the while actual were, day? Yeah, when we were talking, when you while you were talking, I was strolling through years of text messages. Really? You keep all that on your phone? I don't delete any text message ever in life. I have oh, every text message. My phone be telling me, Mom, you got too since much. Since I've had an iPhone. My, my phone be telling That's me fine, I, and i'll delete something else <laughs> my phone be like nigga we, we holding too much it's time to delete some stuff please it's time to let go i let things go but i don't let text messages go i'll delete videos i'll delete pictures but i will never delete my text message mm. i'll be i'll be in between stuff like that because sometimes you want to keep stuff and keep receipts just in case a bitch try to play you or just just like to so i guess scroll down memory lane but sometimes i guess be like that lane is closed let me just close this thread out too <laughs> so i get it but anyway wait what was the date since you brought it up well we virtually met on october 18th of 2017 yep that's not yep. that that sounds right because at that point i would have been a couple of weeks into my courses because i started fall 2017 in august and there was a a classmate of mine um i won't say his name because i haven't i haven't contacted him or chopped it up with him in a minute but there was a classmate of mine that you knew that you were trying mm -hmm. to take photos of and i had already known him from louisiana we weren't we, we weren't like you know super super close but being in the same classes together and in the same curriculum or whatnot it gave us opportunity to talk a little bit more and he kind of told me about you and how he was you know trying to find his footing in atlanta and one of the things he did was i guess take do some test photos for you for excel tribe and right he was why does it say this meeting will end in 10 minutes i don't know hold on y'all we're gonna we're gonna take a pause and we're gonna get back into this conversation in a second I baby <laughs> <laughs> anyway before zoom rudely interrupted our conversation uh i was talking about how we first met yes. and how i first got to you know be around you yeah. and be in your in your presence and vice versa so in class and a guy was kind of telling me, I think he was, I think my classmate was telling me about a shoot he had already did with you. And yes. he was basically, in so many words, not putting words in his mouth. He just didn't feel comfortable being like the muse of, I guess, your brand. Because correct me if I'm wrong, yes. XL Tribe was, not that it was in its infancy stage, but you were, had you, were you just starting the whole photography thing? Yes. So Got I it. had just bought a camera mm -hmm. and I was looking for someone that was going to be the face for, for lack of better words, because at that time I was not showing my face on the blog. Mm -hmm. So I wanted, uh, I wanted a face that people could attach their thoughts and feelings to, mm -hmm. but that face was never going to be me. And um, he had found me on instagram i want to say mm -hmm. 
and um, reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to do a shoot. And I was like, huh? Because, <laughs> you know, at that time, like, I, I, I was just getting started in photography. I barely knew, barely, <laughs> speaking of. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was periodically time between <laughs> the time that <laughs> between the time that I had um bought the camera to the time that I that he had asked me to shoot. So I was uh, I was very nervous. Um and so I was like, okay, sure, I'm gonna do it. So we were shooting, and while we were shooting, I was like, I was telling him like I wanted someone to be the face of the brand that people could recognize but not me and so I did also feel that he was uncomfortable with that as well and so that I guess that's how that conversation prompted mm-hmm. but he didn't look he didn't look bad in the pictures from what I remember he looked like himself and, and from my he looks very good yeah and you don't you still use those pictures sometimes <laughs> he's so silly he's so damn silly y'all can't see his face <laughs> he's so damn silly so sometimes so me, me and him were having that conversation either after class one day or something. And that's when he told me about you. And I think you you told me like the very first time we virtually met each other, like via text message was in October, right? I mm. think if my memory serves me correctly, I had already ran into a photographer that from what I see on Instagram, no longer does that. I had, I had ran, he had basically saw me and thought I had some potential. And I mind you, I can't even think of this guy's name anymore. But some of my first pictures behind a quote unquote professional camera was with this guy. So at that point, I think I'd already done that photo shoot with him. And then when when my classmate told me about you, I was like, okay, this might be a step up. Um, little did I know we were, we were both kind of, you know, growing or I guess, you know, flying our wings at the same time. So that happened. And I wanna say our our first time meeting was at the atlantic station photo shoot yes that was our first time shooting and meeting right all three of us met yes i think all three of us had met somewhere i think so i'm not a thousand percent sure me too you know like time passes and you forget the little the small details and then atlantic station was the first time we shot together and it felt yes it felt good it felt like i mean Looking back on it, I don't think those are bad photos, especially from a photography standpoint. You did your thing. But from a, from my modeling perspective, <laughs> if I could go back and do it again, I definitely would tweak some things. But at the time, I felt like, okay, I wasn't working at that. I don't, I don't think I was working. I was pretty much just a full-time grad student. And at that time, I was like, okay, well, like, this is something for me to do. I just moved to Atlanta, and it kind of, it, it, it piqued my interest. Like, I was like, okay, I, you know, people, you know, especially posting okay. the pictures. Yeah, posting the pictures and getting some feedback. People like, oh, Miles, you look good, blah, 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 blah. And we, you and I just kind of kept doing that based off of, how you know you you saw area you wanted to shoot in and i had some clothes i wanted to you know to show off a little bit so you and i kept that vibe and we kept we kept um in touch and we kept hanging out and we kept shooting and creating content and stuff like that fast forward to where we are now but i said what i said earlier about you know you being from brooklyn and me you know staying in brooklyn the two times i went to new york I may have, I don't remember, but I don't think I've shared this story on the podcast, but it makes it makes perfect sense to share it with you. The pictures that we did in Atlantic Station and the pictures that we did um, behind Atlantic Station, remember that 
like in the uh, mm-hmm. Atlantic Station. Yes, by, by I Target. just looked at those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those pictures mm-hmm. you put up on your blog, correct? You, you put up on your blog mm-hmm. and the website XL Tribe, right? And on Instagram and whatnot. Yes. The yes. people that know me from modeling, I would not have been, you would not know me from modeling if I had not interacted with Kirkland and XL Tribe and done those photo shoots because my representation in IMG New York saw those photos and reached out to me in March of 2018 and asked me that I have any experience, you know. Had, oh, that, was so I, that was shortly after. Yeah, I mean, you... We met in October. Yeah, but I didn't realize the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We shot in February, and they reached out to you in March. Yeah, between October, between October and then February, we must have shot like three times, maybe. We did three times, and then of those three times, that's when IMG reached out to me in March and was like, "Do you have any representation? Like, are you assigned to an agency?" Like, they were asking me those questions in my DMs. At the time, it sounded crazy because I was just like, modeling was still something that had basically just fell into my lap <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing, but I always thought I looked, you know, halfway decent and thought I had halfway decent style. So I was just going with the flow. You know, you know how I am. I'm looking like that. You know how, you know, yeah, I, you're all the way decent. I, <laughs> I, I tend to be tougher on myself than I need to be something I'm working on in my personal life, but bear with me. Anyway, when there, that happened there. in, when that happened in March, I already had, at the time I was teaching, I just started a kindergarten teaching position that I absolutely hated. Another podcast for a different day. <laughs> and I had already yes. I had already booked a flight to New York just to kind of clear my head a little bit. I had never been to New York. I had some I had a friend from college that lived there, had never went up to visit her. And I was like, you know what? I, I at that I'm point I finished. Yeah. Yeah. At that, at that point I had finished successfully my first semester of grad school with like a 4.0. So I was like, you know what? (laughs) Something like that. You know, I was like, you know, let me just go to New York and clear my mind. And, and I had, um, that Halloween, Halloween 2017, I had dressed as Wendy Williams for Halloween. And around that time I was like looking, well, how can I get on the show? And I got tickets to the show. The the tickets are free. You just got to get your ass to New York and get in line on time to make it into the, to make it into the studio. So I had, oh, really? yeah, I, literally all of this, all of this was happening. <laughs> all like me, me getting tickets to the show, me finding, me getting a flight in the Airbnb in New York and setting up time to, you know, visit my, visit my friend. All that was happening or was in the works when IMG reached out to me. Shout out to Josh. When IMG reached out to me, oh, Josh. it, it kind of just clicked. And he asked me when was the next time I was going to be in New York. Cause obviously if you're going to sign somebody, you got to at least, you know, meet them in person and make sure you're not signing a robot or whatever. So it, it happened naturally and all of that to say it, it would not have happened if me and you hadn't met organically and taken those photos. And from those, from those photos and from our interaction, I've been able to model for the past, for the past, you know, it, in March of 2021, it'll be three years, which is crazy. Since I've, since, I've, since I've been signed and Crazy. none of none of it none of the brands none of the brands i've worked with none of the, none of the things i've been able to do none of the places i've been able to travel to would have been possible had i not just <laughs> taken those photos that we took in atlantic station which sounds at the, at the time sounded like such something for me to do because i wasn't doing anything and looking back on it now is a pivotal moment and it was what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah, and it was a pivotal moment in our relationship, both of our careers. And I mean, I think it's beneficial 
for not to like pat myself on the back, but I'm glad that happened with your brand because I can't think of anybody else that would have been deserving of it. Cause you know, people have reached out like, like these quote unquote Instagram brands that are about body inclusion, not to throw anybody under the bus, but I'm happy it happened with you because you basically embody what it feels like to be an XL man. And it comes off authentic and genuine and you let us into the highs and the lows of it and the growth of your brand. So I'm glad that your brand got that exposure. I'm glad I got that exposure because I've been able to see parts of the world that I had only written down in my notes <laughs> to be like, oh, let me just, you know, let me visit the city one day. And I got to visit those places from working with brands like Levi and Target and Kroger. Now I'm name dropping. <laughs> but that's all that you happened. better you better tell the people you be out here working. <laughs> well, you know, I was out here working before COVID. I was I was doing my thing. The the goal is to get back to a place where I, I am getting booked, you know, a couple times a month or a couple times every month. You know, that's the goal. It ain't been like that. I've been cert, certain things have happened this year that I'm glad. Like the whole, if you follow me on Instagram, the whole uh, Savage Fenty thing, like them reaching out to me and other brands. Uh, what's the other brand? You know about th this brand, Johnny Big. Mm -hmm. uh, and then yes, other, I know about Johnny Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, those brands have again something that probably wouldn't have happened if me and if me and you didn't collaborate. Those brands reaching out to me and saying, "Hey, you know, do you want like, hey, we we like what we see on Instagram. Do you want to take these clothing items or we never whatever our brand is and sell it to your audience? That wouldn't have happened if me and you, if I hadn't taken a leap of faith and listened to that classmate and be like, that's really what that is. That was a mm -hmm. leap of faith. It was a leap of faith, but also because <laughs> I really didn't feel like I had anything else to lose. I was like, well, you know, I got it. It, it really was just me like, oh, I got some cute clothes from ASOS in my closet. Let me just put them on. <laughs> Actually, that's what that's, that's what really what it was. Your, your entire <laughs> head to toe was ASOS. And, and if, I'm, if I'm if I'm right, you didn't know much about ASOS at the time. And I did. And I was no, like, you need to I talk about ASOS because ASOS is the reason that big and tall men. You know what? What? And it's three years later, and something about I don't know what it is. Something about ASOS has changed. Has no, it just hasn't hit my spirit. Oh, no, to, you're right. Like, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Still haven't been way. to the website yet. I still haven't bought anything. I don't know what it is. Every time I go, as a matter of fact, the other day I was like, you know what, Kirk? I'm going to buy some clothes from ASOS. <laughs> so I pulled, I downloaded the app, and I went to ASOS, and I put a bunch of things in my cart. And then somehow I got to the car and I don't know what happened. ASOS for me, and not to drag them, because I do think that they are doing and have done a lot of good things. But you're right, in the past year or two, because at one point I was ASOS's biggest fan. Like I was buying stuff all the time. I'm pretty sure I'd invested in their little yearly subscription where you get every order comes like prime, like their version of Amazon prime or whatever. I'm pretty sure I got in there for a full year and they I was using the hell out of it. Yeah. If you use it, if you buy, I think it's like 20 bucks. If you pay that, it's like a yearly subscription. Then you get guaranteed second day delivery or something like that on all your packages. I think there are some stipulations. Obviously if you live in Hawaii or something, it may be different, but if you live in the contiguous U S I think if you pay a subscription fee, I think it's still like that. Then you get a year, from that point on to the 12 months afterwards, you get like a second day delivery or something like that. I, don't quote me, but it's something to that effect. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you didn't know that? 
as I type asos.com into my browser. <laughs> You're so silly. But yeah, ASOS, they have like one, like I said, that is a good thing that they do for sure. I just feel like, and this is COVID aside, because I, I started noticing this before COVID, their, their execution is a little off in a way and they're just not dropping the stuff that makes my mouth salivate and i'm just like i need to try this on i need to have this in my closet big i'm sure a few tweaks here and there will get them back to like the right lane but for like the past year or some change i have not been blown away by their stuff that they're selling so i don't, I don't know how to explain it but you know asos still a good brand i still would love to work with them and, and shout out to asos because they were one of the first websites I saw that had big and tall clothes and had big and tall models that really were big models and tall in, in the, the clothes. So shout out to them for that. <laughs> That's, you know, what's funny. Um, I don't know if you know, he's a, he's signed to IMG too. Shout out to everybody that signed, signed to IMG. That's a bronze slash big and tall model like Namar and Zach and Nico. Shout out to them. But Namar Parchment, that's his Instagram name. Namar Parchment. I love him. Oh, I know Namar. I know mm-hmm. Namar. Namar, yeah. He is uh, from London. And I, I remember seeing his photos or like seeing what he was wearing on ASOS and being like, jokingly, I can do that. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, not to not to belittle the art of modeling or not to belittle how good he was at it. But I, in, in my mind, I was like, I can do that. Like, why? Why can I do that? And, you know, cr- crazy enough, I'm looking at it and <laughs> we're signed to the same agency. We've worked with similar that. brands. I'm doing that. You know, so that's 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 really wild. <laughs> Look at that. See, mm-hmm. so you didn't even know you was you was sending up silent prayers. Silent prayers and hopes and dreams. I'm glad they, you know, life is what I'm learning in this journey of mine. Life is about throwing stuff up against the wall sometimes and, and seeing, seeing what, sticks. what sticks. Yep. That's pretty much what life is in general. Because <laughs> nobody have no blueprint on this shit. Unless you are like, you know, born into wealth or something like that. And you got to worry about much. But and you those people don't have it either. Yeah, those people don't have it all together because money, although... All they have is money. Yeah, I mean... They, don't, sure, they never have it together. I'm pretty sure if you gave both of us $10 million, our, our, our issues would change. But it, does, it doesn't mean that all of them all of a sudden would just go away. <laughs> Shit, they might even be enhanced. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> from his lips to my bank account that's all i need a smooth 10 mil yen that's all listen i know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents right I, one mil. I, I, I know how to make <laughs> it work stretch. i don't know i don't know how people be having access to money and then it'd be shriveling up couldn't be me couldn't be me <laughs> I'm gonna take what I, I'm gonna take what the Lord has blessed me with, and I'm gonna keep working. If I had to, if, I'm gonna if make I, it tenfold. If I if I become a millionaire, I promise you, nobody would know until months later. I'm not I'm not telling nobody, and I'm not acting any different. My bank account gonna be different, but I'm not gonna be acting much different. There might be like a a, a wider grin on my face. <laughs> you definitely know when people get money, regardless no, of but, but that's the problem. They're trying the to problem. hide it or not. That's the problem, though. Why do you know when people get money? Because uh, first of all, okay, let's be let's be a hundred percent frank here, right? I spend all day on social media, mm-hmm. so but I'm gonna reason, notice though. for good reason, not just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's my job, but mm-hmm. like 
so I see things. So for example, like the other day, a friend of mine was doing an Insta story from their car and immediately uh, she was talking about um, her husband putting up something. And immediately, first thing I saw was, that dashboard looked different than it did a few weeks ago. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. My friend got some new cash because this is a new car. First thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, like, because I'm so like, I see everything. I, I am I am a very attentive person. It is a part of my personality to be very attentive. I notice things. So I'm going to notice that you have on some clothes that because I know about fashion, I'm like, hmm, that's a $300 shirt. <laughs> he was wearing a $15 shirt last week. Uh-uh. <laughs> Something ain't right. See, I'm a no. But that's that. what you're saying makes perfect sense. But for those reasons, I wouldn't do a switch up that quickly. If I, if I came into some money, I would be doing the same things. I, I may order, I may order like lobster for dinner, but that's going to be in the comfort of me and my own. I don't even like lobster, so I don't know why I said that. But, but I'm going to do something for me. But, like, I'm not going to flex with a new car and new wardrobe out the gate because those, like you said, for people that are observing or just, you know, visually, that's going to be like, wait, what happened? Because you was just in, a, you was just in a, a damn Mitsubishi last week, and now we, in a, now we in a Benz. What's going on? That wouldn't be like that for me. You couldn't, you, I would still be riding my Mitsubishi, but my bank account would be on Rolls Royce. That's all. That's what that would be me. That's my. That's the way I was raised. Because people already think you. You people already like to thank you too much. Sometimes I'm not gonna give them any more ammunition. I'm gonna be too much in my in the privacy of my own home. I'm gonna have my own luxuries, but I don't need the world to know how my luxuries really hit me. And that's what people f- fuck up at. They be letting, be trying to spread the whole word, the spread the word as to how lux- luxurious they got it. Which n- nothing's bad with like spreading your blessings, but sometimes at the core of it, it ain't really about spreading the blessing. It's about flexing. You see what I'm saying? That gets you yeah, in trouble sometimes. You, yeah, but the reason people feel the need to flex is because they've been down for so long. So there's also... Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. That makes sense too, but just as easily as you got it, it can be gone because we, we, we you know the stories about people just playing with their money People being people going from household names for doing good stuff to all of a sudden being a household name because they can't keep their ass out of jail or always got a mugshot or playing with their money or you know like big names. Not to throw under the bus because I love her, but like Tony Braxton, like <laughs> going from everybody know her for her music to everybody know her because her money issues. Just as quickly as she went up the up the up the scales of being a pop star or R&B song was just as quickly as she went down with her money issues. So, you know, I they, I'd have my little house on the hill and I'd have my money invested in smaller things. <laughs> mm. Like watch I, me see you driving. Watch <laughs> me see you driving up the hill be like, two weeks ago, you didn't drive up the hill. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get into this information <laughs> and I wanted the listeners to get more information about XL Tribe because I know you mentioned it in your in your intro, but XL Tribe is your baby. It is your brand. And I want the listeners that don't know about it to be able to, you know, leave this podcast and know where to find you and know more about it. So I know I, know I, I, know I, I mentioned this in the show notes, so I, I sent this to you. Tell us about the beginnings of XL Tribe and 
kind of what it stands for, and then we'll go from there. Oh, yes. So <laughs> Excel Tribe was an idea that I came up with in 2015. Came about because in 2014, I had decided to close down my initial business, um, which was uh, the Phone Society. And in the Phone Society, I was running, it's a, it was a cell phone accessory store. Hmm. And um, I wasn't good at it, to say the least. Um, I think I could have made an extremely great business out of it, but I wasn't good at business at the time. So I made the decision to close the business and um, I was looking for what's, what was next. What, what, what am I going to do next? And at that time, I had just entered into a relationship. So what was happening to me at the time is I was struggling to find what was I going to do next? What is my purpose? What am I going to do? And in that quest of trying to figure out what to do next, I was at the mall and I had saw this big guy and he was dressed really bad. <laughs> I mean, just really bad. So when I went home that day, the thought sparked. I was like, let me Google some things. I was like, let's look for, I don't know, 10 places to shop as a big and tall guy. Like I told you, in 2015, I didn't know anything about ASOS. They could have been the biggest brand around. I had never heard of them. So I am looking up the resources and I find two stores that I later learned was one store, which mm -hmm. was DXL and Casual Mail XL. Didn't realize those were the same stores. So I was like, two stores? So then I was talking to my boyfriend at the time and I was asking him, like, have you heard of these stores before? And he was like, no. I was like, okay. So we started talking about places that he shopped. And he's a tall guy, but not necessarily a big guy. And so I'm also a big guy, but I also feel like something you something interesting about my size is that I'm a big guy, but I'm a big guy that fits into almost everything. Mm -hmm. So I never had necessarily an issue shopping. I never felt that there was any place I couldn't go. Cause I mean, basically there's only two places I can't, well, three places I can't shop at Zara, Top Man and H&M. But other than I can shop basically anywhere else. And so it's just, this idea that just kept tapping me on the shoulder every time and was like, what is going on? Like you, I think you can do something about this. And so later on, uh, I would say late 2015 is when I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start a brand. Um, and the brand was really formulated based on my original idea. <laughs> it's funny. Excel Tribe initially was supposed to be a dating app. For big and tall men? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's funny. Very I know. I've never said that out loud before, but Excel Tribe was a dating app that I was going to create a dating app. Um, so this idea wasn't new to ha of having a community of what I wanted, uh, a place for bigger guys to be able to meet each other because... I'm also gay and in gay community, 
there's a stigma against big guys, just like there is in the mm-hmm. general society, which is kind of interesting. It's interesting. We, just we, get, have all we these... get a double whammy of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I created, I was going to create a dating site for big guys, and it was called, <laughs> it's funny, it's called Thick Guys Meet. Thick Guys. <gasps> I, I get it. I immediately got it. But it's, 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 it's catchy. You just don't give up on that dream one day. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just put it aside. Maybe. So I had that was my initial idea that I had, which is to create a community where bigger guys can find resources. That was the whole objective of that. And that was the idea that I came up with in 20, I don't know, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, 16, when I came back to the idea, I said, huh. Let me revamp my original idea and 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 uh, or or as they would say in um in um in Hollywood um I'm not in Hollywood Silicon Valley I pivoted mm. from a dating app to a shopping resource. Mm-hmm. So when I decided I was going to do that it was late 2015. I was like I'm going to start a website. So I said you know what I need to learn from my mistakes. I'm not just going to jump out there. Cause like generally before that in business, like I would just, I would say, Hey, I'm going to do something. And then tomorrow it's up. No research. No, like, you know how you planned for this podcast? Like you was like, <laughs> you, know, you spent weeks and days researching, like what's the best mic to use? What's mm-hmm. the best audio to use? Like what platforms to use? where to host it. I didn't do none of that. I was in every other business. I was like, godaddy.com bought a domain. <laughs> And then GoDaddy.com bought hosting for a year. Okay, great. My website's up, y'all. Go visit it. And it'll be done tomorrow. Mm. No thought, no research, no nothing. I was like, I'm not doing that this business. So I spent seven months researching platforms because honest to God, I was was scared shitless to start this brand because I knew what it was going to mean. It was going to mean that I had to be open. It was going to mean that I had to like let go of my fears. It was going to mean that I had to be a leader. It was, it means that I was going to have to like step up and like, I couldn't fall by the wayside by just being someone's team member anymore. Like it was going to be me and I didn't want to do it. So honest to God, I was looking dead serious. I was looking every day just to see if I would find another brand that was already doing it. So I could be like, Oh, somebody already doing it. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> Basically trying to scare you yourself out of something that you knew you wanted to do, man, fear. I-, I watched a video a while back, maybe last year sometimes that said fear can stop us from doing things that we know we want to do sometimes. Or it can like stop you. I'm probably wording it terribly. Sometimes doing what you want to do or doing what you feel like you're called to do feels like a leap of faith and a leap can be scary, especially if you don't know what branch you're going to leap onto, especially if you don't see the end goal. So I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. And that scared me for, for months. On my sixth month of research, I found my first brand. Mm-hmm. And that was where all the shit hit the fan because now I was faced with the, oh, I found it, so I don't got to do it no more. (laughs) Every night, every night after that, it just kept haunting me. Like, it got worse. It was like, 
I would dream of like website codes every night. Mm. Like it would not leave me alone. And it was funny because now I finally found another resource. So the other website I found was actually chubster.com. I found that website during my research. Isn't that a, a dating site? No. It's chubster.com is very similar to my website. Uh, they have, yeah, they have, they are a resource for big and tall men to find clothing options. Uh, they provide resources. They show you like how to dress. It, hmm. it is literally. Sorry, Chubster. I didn't, I, I wasn't trying to put y'all in the dating, the dating app category. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. I think I know what you're talking about. No, that's not them. <laughs> but um so i found chubster and then i was like okay i don't have to do it um and it wouldn't leave me alone like i just it just wouldn't leave me alone so after two weeks of seeing zeros and one binary codes seeing hash sign or hashtag whatever people want to call it pound sign zero 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 c one zero 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 like wait what's all that Oh, those are colors. So in HTML words, like HTML color is not. So how you get a color, for example, black is uh, hashtag 0000000. So that, so when you write that code, it's going to translate to the color black. You mean when you're like building out your website and your blog? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, you way over my ball head. I don't know. Like, what <laughs> What are you talking, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yes. So I kept dreaming this. And so I was like, you know what? All right. All right, Kurt. You're going to do it. So I spent a week doing a little more research just to try to find another one to tell myself, well, if there's two, I really don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't find one. I couldn't find one, but that wasn't it. It just kept bothering me again. The dreams never stopped coming. Eventually, on, I believe, October of 2016, there was one day I was like, you know what? I don't care if someone else is doing this. Clearly, it's been on my spirit for seven months. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do any more research after that day. I went to GoDaddy, bought my domain. I went to a hosting company that I'm not with and I'll never be with again. <laughs> and I went to their website and I bought my hosting for three years. I don't know why I did that because oh, I know why I did that. Cause I was committed to the, to the mission. So mm-hmm. I told myself three years is what I was giving myself. Mm-hmm. If this web, my, my, my only thing was if this website cannot pay for itself in three years, then I don't need it. And that was my, that was my end goal that in three years, if this website didn't pay for itself, I was going to let it go. So, that so that's why me, I bought it. That leads me to my next question about Excel tribe. So could you, you've kind of given us the, in, in me. So I thank you for the insight, the, like the grassroots of it all and kind of how it, it was a vision that really wouldn't let itself go in your brain. Where is it now? Cause it's, cause that was 2015, 2016. So those three years are up. So how would you describe where Excel Tribe is now? Um, I mean, right now, my dreams are even bigger than I ever could imagine. Because at that time, I just wanted, I just wanted to have a website. Like, 
I didn't have a vision or anything for what I was going to do. I just knew that I wanted to do it. You wanted to and, be a resource uh, for big and tall men. That was it. To be able to look good. <laughs> that was it. At that time, I had a full-time job. This was going to be something I did on the side. God was saying, oh, you playing. Oh, you playing. Okay. It's funny because this ties into like what 2021 is going to be about. Mm-hmm. But 2021 for me is going to be about. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can't go into future plans. Oh, we can't go into future. Okay. We so can't, we, we can't go into future plans. We're talking about what XL Tribe is now, like in 2020, to, I guess 2019. Like, where do you feel like your demographic is now? Like, who do you feel like you're talking to when you create blogs and create Instagram posts and create podcasts? Like, who do you feel like you're talking to? I was just talking to the win at first. Now I can say, I'm talking to a black guy who's between the ages of 25 and 45. He makes about 60 to $100,000 a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> he may have one kid. Oh. He's more than likely in a committed relationship or married. Cannot relate to either of those. <laughs> right? Neither can I. And um, And he's looking for a new wardrobe. Or places He's coming to, into his own places to start that that process of looking better. Yes, yep. And he finds me. And is that how you become an XL tribesman? Because I know you you send the newsletter out, and I think is is it the tribesman newsletter, or like mm-hmm. being a tribesman is somebody that finds himself as a big or tall guy. And we're not going to define what big and tall guys are because I feel like that's a it's a a large umbrella. So you can be literally as big as you no pun intended. You said what? A large umbrella. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you could be as big as you want to be big or as tall as you want to be tall. But if you fall into in either one of those categories, you can definitely relate to something in the XL Tribe brand. For sure, I think. For sure, definitely. Um, I think as, I, as the brand um, evolved, uh, you know, where I am now, I'm growing into the place now in 2020 where I've learned about other parts of the brand that I definitely want to highlight. Like I want to highlight, you know, guys that are under 5'10". That aren't tall, but just are in the big. Just big. Right. And so like, that's definitely something I want to focus on because there's a lot of big guys that are short. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny about that? What? What's funny is when I shop as somebody, Mm -hmm. I'm 6'5", y'all, in case I've never said that on the podcast. When I shop, I feel like people make clothes for the the guy that's bigger and like under 5'10". Because a lot of the clothes, especially I feel like growing up, were just wide. They weren't longer. (laughs) So when it said like big and tall, I just felt like this is just getting wider. And sometimes it would be like a wide ass crop top or like just some wide ass pants. And that's not that's not me. <laughs> like, although I am wide in certain sections of my body, like I'm very broad shouldered. I'm kind of built like a, a um, <laughs> a palm tree. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a joke from college. Um, you know, how palm trees like fan art at the top and like the bottom is just real skinny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, 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 that's a joke. Anyway, um, I would feel like they weren't, there was nothing really tailored for me for that. And if I, and if, and if it wasn't, I had to go spend the extra money to get it tailored. Now it's, I mean, I still, nothing is ever going to be, unless you just 
are blessed with those kind of genetics to kind of be built the way most people design their clothes. I still have to do some tailoring, but nowhere near like I used to. And I think that is just the market opening up and realizing that there are there's more than one freaking body type that people need to create clothes for. And like, mm. like, like uh, Rihanna Savage Fenty and Target having their um, Goodwill line and just a lot of, a lot of places just realizing that there is, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the people that make the decisions do it for money purposes. I'm sure that's where it is um, because money does rule the world, but just from a morale standpoint, it is good to see, brands like yours and just brands in general realize that there are people that there are more people that come to the table with extra meat on their bones than mm-hmm. do not <laughs> it's just the not and it's not Listen, the, it's, you it's are not, the pun king today am i come to the table oh. with extra meat on their bones <laughs> come on now you, I mean, all the puns are attended it's 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 not to belittle people that feel like they don't fit in that category but for the longest time there was just the people that fit into the big and tall or the plus size category had nowhere to go. So Mm -hmm. that's why you have people basically carving out that lane for us because for so long there was none. We were just kind of out here getting how we live, looking a fool when it comes to fashion and people talking about us like they can't dress well. It's kind of hard to be able to say I can dress if I can't go find nothing that I didn't hand make myself or like had Mm -hmm. to tailor for 72 hours then some to make to make it look like it fit me. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. And even still, even even saying that, we still have not, like, even though the lane has definitely been carved out, it ain't finished. Like, it's one of those highways that needs to still get cemented and (laughs) worked on, you know? It's not a perfect highway for us. You know what's interesting? What's that? When you look at the landscape, um, and, like, this is just from what I can, I can, I gathered in my research, but there's less than 30 big and tall specialty brands. Mm-hmm. There aren't. Whereas if you look at like if you look at boutiques and stuff for men and for women, like there are plenty of places a person that wears anywhere from a small or a large can shop. Whether you're a man or a woman, there are oodles and oodles of places for you to shop if you fit into a small or a large. Not saying that your struggle to find decent clothes is less than but god damn it if you wear anything from an extra large and up either mm-hmm. in the top or the bottom your selections of of clothing brands definitely shortens it's a narrow search if you wear anything above an and extra large <laughs> and interesting enough once you hit extra large mm-hmm. that's actually the moment where you start singling yourself out mm-hmm. because when you get when you get into the extra large, that's where brands like to start, you know, cutting their, their mm-hmm. line at. Mm-hmm. And then for most other brands, like two X is like the absolute max that they go to. Yep. You know, uh, that's kind of the thing that I noticed is like, I'm a two X, which is why like I can shop a little bit more places, which I do understand. And so doing my research, this was the problem that, people who wore above a 3x above a 2x did not have anywhere to shop if they did it was very slim pickings very slim like so (laughs) if you're wearing a t-shirt and some old pair of jeans i can't even say anything about it like 
because you ain't got nowhere to shop. Yeah. Walmart is was one of the only options. <laughs> and back then, Walmart fashion wasn't was what it is not today. Not where it is now. Not at all. Not at all. So, like, today, like, Walmart fashion is like, listen, I have... Listen, I mean, I I'm not... so many things in my closet from Walmart. I'm not saying I'm a connoisseur of, like, Walmart fashion, but I definitely don't feel the same... Uh, I don't feel the same... Uh, uneasiness going into their like the big Walmarts, their fashion department or like their big and tall department, just because I know I can probably find a shirt that's going to go all the way up to a three X, maybe even a four X on a good day. Like, and that is pleasing to me and my homegirls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> well. I am a Walmart fashion connoisseur. If you want to reach out to the kid, it's at XL Drive. I'm a, not to sound elitist, but I'm more of a Target. I remember when I first, when I went to undergrad and first moved um, outside of my house, I realized what what good, I don't know where I was in my life, <laughs> but it didn't hit me that Target had something for me until I got to college because there was a Target in like the college community. I used to always go there and looking back on it now, I could definitely like face palm some of the stuff I used to wear going out, but I used to always find me a nice little t-shirt or a v-neck or something just to throw together to go to like a college party or something. So that's when I really realized that one, Target was a place I could go being a bigger and tall guy, but then I mm-hmm. also I have and I this this kind of segue this segues into the kind of conversation I want to have about both of our health journeys and we're gonna tap into Lizzo a little bit because you know she's been in the forefront of media and she's been trending a little bit with when it comes to her issues with her body or other people's issues with her body, I should say. Yeah, because that's really what that is. That's really what that is, but we'll get to it. <laughs> I know I I have definitely gained weight um, since undergrad and hell, since grad school. And it's something that I don't like to, it's something that people don't necessarily mention. I don't think people, I can't remember the last time somebody just outright said, nigga, you getting big. But they don't say that because I've always been bigger. Like when I walk, when I present somewhere, I am going to be the person of the biggest stature nine times out of 10. I'm six five, like like three hundred something pounds. Like I look like a football player. So for me to have options, whether online or in store, it means a lot to be able to look like everybody else in a weird way. Not that I aspire to look like everybody else, but I damn sure if the, if the trend is, I put it like this: if the trend is slimmer cut close to the body jeans, I don't want to have the only option for me to wear denim or jeans is boot cut. I don't mm-hmm. want to be the one walking around in the in the club or at the Walmart at the Kroger in boot cut jeans and everybody else that is somewhat fashionable walking around in slim cut jeans. And for a moment, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people can still relate wherever they are in the world, but for a moment, that's really what it was. <laughs> there was no, there was no slim cut, slender cut, tapered jeans or even pants for big and tall guys that that had a size 40 or even shit even 38 some 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 brands don't want to don't want to go above 38 but for me it was hard to really and going back to me gaining weight it was hard for me to 
find stuff back then when I when I was a solid 38 sometimes in the waist and 40. And now I guess part of this part of this is like <laughs> I guess people call it grown weight. You can you can put you can sprinkle COVID weight on top of it. I can feel my I feel myself. I, I have felt myself feel out a little bit more. Like my shoulders are a little bit broader. I definitely can feel like I feel out in my face and my neck. And it's not a bad thing. Like I don't I don't think I have gained I've gained a considerable amount of weight, but not like and I'm like looking back on pictures when I thought I was fat <laughs> or when I thought I was carrying some weight. Oh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I was looking good. Anyway, I, I, I feel like I've gained a considerable amount of weight, but I also know that it is my duty to be able to maintain that and either lose it or work with it the best way I know how. And I know you've been on your like your health journey and I know I have. Um, cause recently I've kind of been figuring out what's going on with my knee and I've been in physical therapy and part of the part of like, let me count my blessings for a little bit. Like there's nothing wrong, uh, with my knee. I didn't tear anything. I didn't break anything or fracture anything. It's just like a more of a wear and tear, um, like patella issue. I won't bore y'all with the scientific parts I've learned about it because I'm I'm a researcher. So now I know all I know all kind of shit about my knee, um, especially in physical therapy. Look at you! <laughs> you need to talk Look, about it more. I know I, I will. I guess it's another podcast. You will, but mm-hmm. it's allowed me to really take ownership of my weight and realize that I'm never going to be a small guy. Like I literally from the from the from the word go. And I know I know our journeys to being a big big and tall guy are a little different because at one point you were smaller, right? Yes, not that it's a I bad, was not that it's a bad yes. person. This is a, a thing. <laughs> a thing, yeah. I was a smaller guy all the way up until I turned eighteen. Literally, that wasn't my something. story. <laughs> my story. Yeah, I was bigger than everybody else and taller than everybody else from as long as I can remember being a human. <laughs> Even I know the funny story. My, my mom said when like I was in like a baby, I think she brought me to church or something like that. And people in the church would like always ask her to like unswaddle me. You know how like they swaddle babies or whatever. You don't see their face. And then like they unswaddle me. And everybody was like, "Damn, his legs long." He <laughs> 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 could be real tall. And needless to say, I am tall but my dad's tall too so anyway um i said all that to say i guess want to check in on your health journey because i alluded to mine a little bit i've been um in physical therapy for a couple of months and trying to get my lower extremities stronger and then realizing how weight management can can factor into that whole lower extremities That's what they are. Your legs, your knees, your calves, all of that are lower extremities. And I have to work on getting those stronger, especially if I want to make sure that I'm, you know, that I'm living my best life for the next 27 years. Like I have for the, for this, the first part of my life, you know, or for the first quarter, I should say, and being stronger and fitter and all of those things are things I really want to grasp while I'm still in my twenties and be able to look back on and be like, I, I got the most out of them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So where are you? Didn't you get a bike? Yes, I got an exercise bike. I wanted a Peloton, but... Mm-hmm. Isn't Beyonce linked to Peloton or something like that? I'm a responsible adult. Yes, she is. I haven't researched the partnership, but I have researched some things. So yeah, she did become a partner 
So she said that she's been a Peloton member for years and she loves it. And so she's been trying to figure out how to partner with the brand. And so the but your bike, your bike isn't came. that. You got a different bike. No, I did not get a Peloton. My God. <laughs> Rob's going to be like, oh, you didn't get a Peloton. I don't care, Rob. <laughs> so I wanted a Peloton, but I'm a responsible adult. And so I was going to spend the $1,800 to get the bike. But then I decided that I should use that $1,800 for other things. <laughs> so I purchased a really less expensive bike. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do the same thing, but I don't care. So basically for me, it was just um, wanting, number one, to be, number one, I want to live. That's like first and fucking foremost. I feel like in this journey, uh, it took me a long time to get to the place where I was like, you know what, I'm going to put my health first. Um, I've talked to so many people who are influential in this business before I made this decision and even the fact that i had to do that in my mind is now that i'm talking to you about it feels crazy to me but i've talked to so many people just trying to understand like what's the best way to go about this because i see it happens to other influencers and as we're going to talk about it's happening to lizzo and it's like you know, making the choice that you want to live a life that's better for you. Like, why does that make people so angry? I think is what I've tried to discover. I, I think when people in the in the you know, because the whole how do I put this? The whole the whole lane, like going back to this, what I said earlier, the whole lane of like body positivity and representation of of, of larger bodies that were hidden for so many years, whether in fashion or media and just representation period of what humans look like that it was hidden or it was, it wasn't celebrated. Bigger bodies weren't celebrated in the celebration in the period that we're in now celebrating that. I think for some reason, people think that we're celebrating the not so wonderful part of being big. Like, being big is not, or being bigger, I, I, sometimes the word big has different connotations. It's almost like some people think that we're celebrating the fact that we are larger or or, or our BMIs are bigger, or basically what, what I see a lot of times in comments, I'm just gonna call it what it is, celebrating being fat. And people mm-hmm. take that as if we just like, as if we, when we eat, when people that are big eat, we just all of a sudden glutenize everything and we're just super unable to control how we eat and unable to control our lack of of exercise and all that stuff. So when you do stuff, when you say, hey, I am gonna ride on my bike more, or hey, I'm going to substitute the French fries for kale or I'm going to make sure I take the stairs instead of the elevator to my apartment or I'm going to make sure I replace that white rice with brown rice or quinoa when you make certain stuff like that and then you're also attached to body positivity and loving the the skin you're in and loving the curves it's like people in Lizzo's case like what we're talking about are going to talk about it's like people think that those two things can't be true like 
I understand that I have a have a bigger waist than what might be considered normal, but I also want to be here for the long haul. So yes, I'm gonna get my fat ass on a bike because one, it's something I wanna do. <laughs> That's at the core of it because I'm a human being and I'm adult and I wanna be able to ride a bike and I wanna go to physical therapy so I can play tennis more and it not affect my knee. I, like I wanna do all those things and two, I want to be here to enjoy the fruits of my labor and enjoy the positive things life have. Although I will say life has been looking real grim in 2020. It ain't grim all the time. I want to be able to enjoy all of the things that life has to offer. Has to offer, right. And I can do those things while carrying a little bit of extra love or extra meat on my handles. And I can also feed my body the things that are good for it and then also at the same time not do so to dramatically lose weight like i can love the fact that i have that i'm carrying extra weight and also live and make healthier choices in my life now if the result of those healthier choices is that i lose weight yes but the main result i want is to be able to incorporate things that extends and upgrades the quality of the life i'm living now does that make sense yeah um I, I, think I feel like that, i feel like that gets lost sometimes like if you're a big person you gotta like you gotta love all the cheeseburgers and love all the pizza and be anti like anti working out and if people see you working out they're like well, aren't you a person that that promotes body positivity yeah but i don't want to eat pizza five days a week and have my arteries clogged and die next week you know what i'm saying like i like <laughs> and mm-hmm. just because i'm making those choices does not mean i'm trying to lose 200 pounds and be a size two because genetically I will never be a yeah, size like, two. Yeah, like genetically, that's not, it, it, it's called accepting what, it's called accepting the cards God gave you. I'm accepting of the fact that I come from a lineage of people that one, can cook well, <laughs> and two, know how to season their food to make me want to come back and eat it. That might not be the truth for you, but it's the truth for me. <laughs> so therefore, my relationship with food is is a positive one because I like the way food tastes. However, <laughs> I guess the, the the drawback of that is the fact that I can put on weight and my frame is set up to the fact that it can handle that. But sometimes I can go a little overboard, like everybody can. Even the even the, the men and women that, that fall in that range of like the idea, the idealistic size, everybody has moments where they can overeat or like in Lizzo's case, want to detox their body from what they have been eating, where there's been alcohol or fatty foods or a bunch of carbs. When, when, when people that are bigger do stuff like that, it is no pun intended. It's, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. When people that are the normal size, when they go on detoxes or they eat a burger, it's the same thing. Like, I I just don't understand. what, What was that? You know, for the longest time of life, I never ate in public. What, how was that possible, one? And two, why? <laughs> so what I mean by that is like, okay, so if I was eating out with my friends, that's one thing. But I would never eat by myself. Like, you if you I was to take eat, yourself out on a date and eat? No, I would gotcha. go in the car and eat. 
Oh. Because I never wanted people to see me eat. And Link, oh, that's just not a, a that's not a big guy eating too much. Yeah. Fuck that. I should be going to Chili's. By my, well, I haven't gone to Chili's with myself in a while. But I'd be going to all the places and taking myself out on dates. And sometimes, even when I do that, I have the right as a human being to make the choice if I want a salad and soup or if I want the ribs and the ribs and uh, loaded mashed potatoes. Ooh, both of those on. things, both of those things have options and can be cooked well to my liking. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. And I have the right, whether I wear a size 42 or a 32, to enjoy both of those things. I do. It just, it just is what it is. And we've been mentioning Lizzo for a minute now, so we might as well just drop the bag. Just jump right, jump right on in it, right? It. Lizzo has been in the news for going on a 10-day detox, like a green smoothie detox. I, I think it was J.J. Smith. I believe yeah. they his. I don't know who J.J. Smith yeah, is. Yeah, who is that? Don't know who that is. Okay, but cool. apparently, apparently Lizzo knows who that is, and she was affected by their version of a ten-day detox. And she explained it. And the fact that she even had to explain this for fans is why I feel like some people is one this, thing. Want this, feel like some people in the world just choose to be fucking dense. But she got backlash for Ooh. sharing that on her TikTok and Instagram reels that she did that. And people were just like, aren't you supposed to be the queen and the the, the ultimate promoter of body positivity? Why are you all of a sudden promoting this restrictive diet and, and, and basically feeding your body or why are you why are you leaning into detox culture and all of us and all that stuff when you're supposed to be in love with your body and loving the shape that it's in and loving what god gave you and, and she had to rebuttal that because apparently there were a lot of people that were fans of her that felt that way and from my point of view first of all i i think lizzo is a beautiful girl some, nah, I will, I, will mm-hmm. a, I will put a small caveat on there. Sometimes when I open up my Instagram and see her with her <laughs> with her her G-strings or whatever kind of risque clothing, sometimes my neck does do a little jaw. Like, oop. <laughs> I will say, other girls do that on Instagram and stuff all the time, and people p- applaud it. Like when Megan Thee Stallion shows off her curves or when Rihanna or Beyonce do it, it is applauded. But when Lizzo does it, Lizzo is all of a sudden it's a problem all of a sudden you're showing too much and why would you put that on Instagram and you're promoting being fat or you're you're promoting the wrong thing anyway back back to the topic she she did that and her she received backlash because people were saying that she's sending mixed signals and she had to come out and say that her relationship with food just like every freaking body else is ever changing she said that she did that that detox because apparently she had been apparently she had been making more vegan choices in her in her lifestyle like for the past couple of months i'm guessing in quarantine and for whatever reason she said november i mean shit i probably know why november stressed her out she said november stressed her out i'm pretty sure it has something to do with that fucking election and just the like it being holiday season you know i, I haven't touched I think on this it has to do with more about holiday yeah yeah, yeah. holiday season although it is like a gathering time and can be fun for a lot of people for a lot of different ways and sometimes ways they don't even don't even realize it just becomes a time of 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 peak stress and sometimes people stress eat uh, food is a way people try to divulge or diverse their way through their stress or their problems so she said that's how november was for her which is a completely human 
response Experience. to stress. Uh-huh. It's, it's completely human. So it's so to do a lot of that, different things in stress, and one of the main ones is eat. Yeah, like eating. You got to first of all, we have to eat if we want to be humans and function correctly. Like you can't people just be expecting the fucking the most. Like because I because my because when I sit down, like most people do, my stomach hands over a little bit. I'm not supposed to eat in front of you. Like, am I not? What am I supposed to be doing? I'm hungry. I just worked a nine, nine hour shift. I need to eat. Fuck out of my face. Anyway, you better tell. <laughs> like, I mean, it just, it just, it just boggles my mind. She had to make a whole, a whole spiel. And like, I mean, this stuff is running in like People Magazine, and the blogs are picking it up. And I guess I wanted to talk about it because from my perspective, it's a whole bunch of fuss about nothing. Why can she not do a 10-day detox to get rid of the extra slice of pizza she may have had or the extra couple shots of tequila she may have had? The word detox in and of itself is not a bad thing. And where is that energy when all of when the, the skincare gurus or self-proclaimed skincare gurus come on Instagram and show you the latest mask or mud mask or peel-off mask to detoxify your skin from the environment of which we live in, which can be toxifying to your skin? Where is all that energy? But when she wants to do a 10-day detox of just smoothies to get rid of the toxins that naturally build up in your body from eating other things and being a regular human in this environment... <laughs> All of a sudden, it's a bad thing. All of a sudden, it's she's sending the wrong image, or all of a sudden, she is she can't be a spokesperson for loving the body that she's in. And, and, and even in doing those videos, it's not like she dropped ten dress sizes. She did. She did side by sides. Her side, although she looked fine in the before and the after, the after was not something jaw dropping. It's not like. Especially, especially on a culture like Instagram or a platform like Instagram, we seeing bitches talk about BBLs and moving fat from dis- different places and putting it in their arms or putting it in their legs. None of that was drastic. All she did was just focus on eating smoothies for a week and some change, and it caused the uproar. See, everything you're talking about is is reminding me of this video that I did call uh, "The Dark Side of Being an Influencer." Because I feel like everyone wants to be famous. Everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone wants to make money. But everyone does not realize that all of this shit comes with... With a price. And the price is you are putting yourself on a chopping block every single Mm -hmm. day. Every step of the way. we talked about. Mm -hmm. Listen. Every step of the way, you are literally putting yourself on a pedestal for people to shoot you down. And it's hard because I know for myself, it's hard. Uh, Earlier this year, I did a partnership with uh, Scotch Porter. I love Scotch Porter. I do as well. And Scotch Porter, if you're listening to this, I know you reached out to to Kirkland and XL Tribe. If you just want to mosey on over here to me, Miles David, and missing the point, then you know you're by all means. Scotch Porter, swing Miles' way. <laughs> but no, I legit like. He show even... like the brain. <laughs> I'm not saying this, but I really have used Scotch Porter, like everything from the beer shampoo, the conditioner, the serum, and the balm. I really do love Scotch Porter, but I need to they get some a, new. I need to get some new now. stuff. Cause they have done like a rebranding of their packaging and I haven't gotten their stuff since that new packaging. So if you listen to Scotch Porter or if you know somebody that got connects to Scotch Porter, 
let jump in my DMs. We can have a good old conversation. <laughs> ASAP. So, uh, you know, earlier I did that partnership and we were it, like, we were in quarantine at that time. I mm-hmm. think we were just coming out of it actually. Um, and at that time, for a while now, um, I hadn't been like professionally cutting my hair or what have you. Um, you know, I've been taking my YouTube university classes, you know, and learning how to like shape up my like my hair or whatever. I never touched my hair like because that can be traumatic. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> Nobody wants to fuck up the hairline. I don't. I don't think there's a black man on the planet that really wants to fuck up the hairline. I get it. No, ain't that. <laughs> so I didn't do that. So I wasn't, you know, professionally cutting my hair for a while. And so I did, you know, Scotch Porter approached me about doing the 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 commercial, and I agreed to do it. And um. So when I agreed to do it, um, I I knew it was coming out, but I didn't know the day or the time it was coming out. Um, and so one day someone tagged me in it and was like, oh, you did you know you're in this commercial? I was like, I knew I did the commercial, but I didn't know it was out. So I went to look at it and I was so excited. And I'm like, oh my God, look at that. I'm on the internet. <laughs> oh, I was so excited. And like 15 seconds later, I read the first comment and it says, oh, it looked like Mr. T and Rick Ross had a baby. And immediately I was like, all right, that was a little funny. That was a little funny. I'm going to take that. But fuck you. Right. Fuck off. Next comment says, Oh, he must know somebody at the company because ain't no way I'd hire no motherfucker that look like that. I'm like, okay, this is like, pause, pause, just stop. And immediately I was thinking to myself, okay, Kirkland, so you have a few things you can do here, right? So people tell you never read the comments, but the, but like, the honest to God truth is, how can you stop yourself? Yeah, sometimes it's unavoidable. That's how I felt like, I mean, maybe when you've been doing it for a hundred years, you don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't gotten to that point yet in life where I don't mm-hmm. care anymore. So, you know, I read the comments and that led me to the conversation that I was, ha- that I had with myself. I was like, okay, Kurt, like, this is why you never wanted to, uh, this is why you never wanted to be the face of the company because you never mm-hmm. wanted to do things like this and like you agreed to do this and like now three years later now it's like okay you've done it what do you do now and so e- immediately I thought to myself okay I can take this one or two ways I can either reply to these people let them know I got my 380 ready <laughs> or or <laughs> or what I could do is like turn this negative into a positive. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna so I sat on it for a day or two and I said, huh, I'm gonna do a video talking about this because I feel like it's important for people to understand that like being an influencer is cute and all, like being on your favorite brand's page, getting paid, all that's cute and all. But when people, when you have 2,000 comments trying to tear you down, 
that really changes the the, it changes the vibe. whether you fucking yeah, yeah. want to do this or not. I feel you on that because my first reaction to like, I guess, quote unquote, negative comments, like, <laughs> people say it's like a fight or fight or flight response. And I have to work on this as a human. But up and, and sometimes if you get my wrath on social media, you, you're getting the side that I'm, that, that I'm working on. I'm quick. <laughs> I'm quick with it. If you got to, especially if you have a, like a, a, a picture of yourself showing and you you said something to where i'm physical like physical of me i'm quick with it i'm, I'm gonna get you I'm, I'm gonna get you together however <laughs> however that response only feels good for a little bit whereas if i pay it dust and just be like what that comment really says to me is because what they're not typing is damn i wish i was in that position that's what they're not typing but what that's what that's what they're feeling but what's coming out on them fingers is something to try to drag you down because they wish they was in that position you can't you can't be with scott sporter because you probably commenting from a page that has no actual pictures because you look how you look and i'm sure you know everybody's beautiful in their own way and everybody you know everybody is created with love blah blah blah, blah. but that's you look the way you look and scott's quarter not knocking on your door because of the way you look so me going back and forth with you is not gonna help any situation and if it does it's only going to be temporary i'm gonna feel i'm gonna feel like i i read you for filth for five minutes and or ten minutes and this is gonna be that but if i just ignore you and keep it pushing that's i ain't gotta worry about it anymore <laughs> you listen, look dumb you like a hater and that's that listen I went through the photos of a lot of those gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Or they be private. Nobody and... wants to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, a lot of them were private. Let me tell you, a lot of them were open. Mm-hmm. And the the part that I found to be very interesting is that a lot of them were saying, "Oh, y'all could have called me." Ninety-one percent of the people that commented didn't even have a connecting beard. Mm-hmm. Right there, I'm done. So why would you be even? Why would Scott's Porter call you if your beard don't connect? Sorry, love. Let's focus on that. Maybe you need to be the one actually using their products, and then and then come back and comment. Come back and comment. (laughs) Come back and comment after you've used that beard serum that I'm that they're paying me to to talk about. They're paying me or using my likeness to talk about this beard serum. And here you are in the comments talking about they could have used me, sir. Have you seen have have you blotted your face in the past week? Have you combed the beard? Do you own a, a shampoo? Or do you just use the body wash on your face? Got it. Gotcha. So after reading those comments and seeing those photos, I decided not to comment because it, it 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 wasn't necessary. But I think uh from that situation, not I think. Actually, it's funny we talked about that. My my defense mechanism is to say I think anytime I'm trying to say something, but mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm not trying. Um, yeah. So I know from that situation, what I took out of that was I'm going to talk about something that's really close to me, which is this fear that I've always had about being out in the public as an open face attached to a brand that is trying to uplift big and tall men. And this, these are some of the dark things that come with it. Cause it's, it's cute to see you, you, like I said, it's cute to get paid. It's nice to like see your thing reposted on your favorite brands. But what does that come with? That comes with you. You are literally telling people, hi, you can scrutinize me if you <laughs> feel like it because I'm public. Right. And what does that mean? And like, 
so me thinking about that, it's like, there's a dark side to it. And, and I, what a, I really... There is a dark side, but to, to spin that to spin that to a positive one. A lot of people wish they were in your position to have a brand to where you need to have, where you can have those interactions with other brands and collaborate and create something beautiful. And that leads me to something to kind of segue us out of here. What are your future plans when it comes to like brands you want to collaborate or, or podcast? Ooh podcast that you want to have or just where do you see XL Tribe growing? Because I mean, five years ago, you weren't working. I mean, wait, did I, did I first stumble across Scotch Porter five years ago? Maybe, maybe four, maybe four, maybe three or four, but three or four years ago, I, I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. You weren't working with a brand, a brand like Scotch Porter and now you no. are. So no, your trajectory, your trajectory is upward, at least from my eyes. With the, I'm looking at that merch behind you. Like your trajectory is really upwards. So where do you really want to take this thing? Because I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you so, on the journey. If somebody got something to say about, you know, where to find clothes or how can I become a model, I tell them the story of Excel Tribe. Like I, 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 t- I tell them how it started for me because that's one, the truth, and two, if it happened to me odds are not completely slim that it could happen to you. Not that it would happen to you, you know, being realistic. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have something, <laughs> you gotta have something that people want to see. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if, if people can, if people can see it in me, they can see it something in you is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Um, So the goal uh, for 2021 and beyond is definitely, it is a multitude of things. Um, I would say number one, um, being more intentional on the podcast. Um, seeing your outline for today really made me feel like <laughs> my show. Notes. I need to. I need to step my shit up. <laughs> so in twenty twenty one, I'm definitely going to step my shit up more um, with the podcast because I definitely want to interview more heavyweight, more heavy hitters. Um, I definitely want to talk more about these stories we're talking about right now. Like, I definitely want to get into the one thing about audio form is that you get the opportunity to express yourself in the ways that words just can't translate. You mean as and opposed so I to love like it. blogging a website or like writing a website right. and talking about it? Right. Yeah, I get you. Right. Like, these kind of conversations are what I kind of wanted to have, like to you know more about blogging and websiting and like and building a brand more than I do because I have I am more of like the model I know what ways to how do I put this I know the angles of which it may look good just on me and your brain functions on like the 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 greater good if that makes sense does that make yes. sense uh-huh. the <laughs> angles of which it looks good on everyone yeah 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 and i'm not the greatest at that <laughs> no, no no i mean I, I, I definitely understand that and part of that is because you've been perfecting your brand so mm-hmm. you know how to model in a way that makes you the most sellable marketable person that is that 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 is mm-hmm. and so what i've been focused on is how do I, how do I help everyone get to that level where they're based, where I can create a bunch of miles within other people? Don't create you know too much. I mean? like I don't need, how I can I don't get, need that much competition. I'm 
but like there has to be like a level of where like i can show other people how to feel confident in themselves in the way that you project out to the world as well so i'm definitely focused on that in all forms so like i said i want to have better interactions with the podcast i want to create a more consistent dynamic flow with the podcast in 2021 um the website is definitely going to be um, I already have my keyword for the year, which is elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything I do on the website in 2021 will be in a step forward to elevate the brand and to elevate big and tall men into us. My goal, my ultimate goal is to make Excel tribe a mainstream household brand for big and tall men. So Amen. to, to say the least, Excel Tribe will be known as the Vogue of Plus Size. Hmm. That is my ultimate goal. I can see it. The name already sticks, Excel Tribe. Haven't you? I know you. I know you made some new merch, but you haven't changed. Have you changed like the, maybe I'm confusing some other brands that I follow? Other have you have you changed like the the branding image of it at all? Yes, I did. Okay, I um, thought so. <laughs> no, I'm not yes, crazy. I did. Um, earlier this month, um, I. Uh, well, I've been working on it for a few months, but early this month, I put the finishing touches on it and then I put it out because part of me doing that was also that thing where, you know, like when you have something new you want to do, but you're like, oh, I'm going to wait for Monday or in this case, I'm going to wait for 2021. And I was like, what the fuck I'm waiting for 2021 mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. D- do it now. Mm-hmm. So like, I definitely want it, uh, there to be an elevation of the brand and like i said my word is elevation so i created an, a logo and branding that i feel takes my look lo- my brand from this scrappy entrepreneur to like a, a full-on media brand that is focused on creating evergreen content that lives on forever actually i was just talking uh, to my best friend so on the website, uh, every ed year at the end of the year, I do uh, I do a lot of analytical things with the site, which is basically me looking at the numbers for the year, how many people visited the site for the year, how long were they on the website for the year, how how much, uh, what specific pages they were on, like the most for the year, and my number one top post for the year was an informational post, people wanting to know what's the difference between one X and extra large. That was my number one Mm. post for the year. Mm -hmm. And so what that said to me was that I need to focus on information because that's what people are looking for. Clearly people are looking for information. So I'm definitely going to spend 2021 focused on more informational things. Um, And then on top of that, I'm definitely going to focus on doing um, creating larger partnerships for the brand. Um, part of my ultimate mission is to change the way XO men see themselves. And in order to do that, I have to change. We got to, we got to see XO men. <laughs> right. And we have to see them in places where you don't think you should see them. Mm. Um, and so that's what I'm focused on in this year. Like, you know, I won't give too many secrets away, but I'm definitely focused on a, 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 one of the magazine covers is definitely going to be focused on a way that I see that smaller men are promoted that I want to see bigger men promoted. So that's all I'll say about that. Working, okay. I've been working on that idea since August of this year that mm-hmm. I'm going to put out probably in the summer of this 
2021. So that I'm excited about that I've been working on this long. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you because outside of looking in and I, and I want to say this, hopefully it resonates with you. I can see the wheels turning. Like I can see the wheels moving in a more positive direction. Not that you were at any point like going in a wrong direction, but like this past year, I can, I definitely feel and see the brand working for you. I see the work ethic you're putting into it. You know, like us, us hanging out and doing that, that thing we did at Kroger when I was on a Kroger, um, not mm-hmm. commercial, the Kroger piece or whatever, like all, all of that stuff is like aiding and going in your direction. And I really just want, <laughs> not you, not you pulling it up. Why was it right there? Like, why was the Kroger piece right there? Cause that's because I'm getting ready to frame it. It's going right on this wall. Oh God. I actually missed that. That was, was that photo shoot? That, that photo shoot was in 2019. That was such, that was probably even though like I've, I've gotten, you know, you mentioned how like uh, you did that thing with Scott's Porter. When I did that thing with Kroger, pe- people's <laughs> people's like response was just like, don't Kroger sell, like, don't they like sell groceries? Like, why are you like, why are you modeling for them? First of all, Kroger is trying to be on the whole Target Walmart thing and sell a whole bunch of different shit. You just have to go to the right Kroger. Y'all, maybe it's, maybe your area or your Kroger you're going to just don't sell clothes. Just say that. Anyway. I, I, that was, a, that was probably one of the moments where I felt the most comfortable or started to get the most comfortable in like my modeling judge, I guess, <laughs> because yes. like the stuff I had done before that, when I worked with Target and Levi's, I was, I, I was kind of doing the thing that Tyra Banks had taught me not to do on America's Next Time. <laughs> yes. Tell us about the lessons you've learned. Which is, which is basically, shot. this might be a two-part podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna try, try my best. To, I'm gonna try my best to keep it into one. But I was doing the things that allowed me to like rest on my handsomeness instead of really. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I had to get there to know it. If that makes sense, like I had to mm-hmm. go through it to know I had to get better. When I look back on some of those photo shoots and some of the like a lot of the stuff I did for Levi's is still on their website, and like and it's going in rotation at Macy's and stuff like that. My mom just sent me a text message when I was looking at Macy's.com and look at who I see, <laughs> and I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but I was so I was I was basically just standing there. <laughs> Granted, this is not the this is not to throw like the the stylist or the art directors under the bus, but I wasn't told any different <laughs> other than just to kind of like stand there. But when I look back on the clothes, when I look back on those, the clothes are wearing me. But when I look back on some of the Kroger stuff and some of the stuff I did with Belk and stuff, clothes. I'm wearing the clothes. And like I did a photo shoot this past weekend in New Orleans and I'm just like, I feel myself being able to be able to rock whatever they hand me and not just kind of stand in this box and give face like one every other shoot or like one every other one every other um click you know i, I really feel like you know <laughs> i can go on a go see and do people i don't know if it, i think that that people might have been anymore you're right I, gonna, like, I, I, can, might, I can tell with this you can tell yeah yeah i'm looking at it now i'm just like i really felt like okay Although this modeling thing fell into my lap, I'm gonna make it work because that's what like <laughs> people they not flying me out to Toronto and Oregon and LA and stuff for me to just stand here. Stand there, no. <laughs> so let me do what I gotta do and look cute. <laughs> which is what I want, which which is what I want 
every big and tall guy that comes across any of the work I may have done to feel like he, his shoulders are broad as hell. His neck is thick. He got a little gut, but he's like that. He working that shirt like that. I want that. I never felt that growing up where I, first of all, I didn't see big and tall men, but even when I started to see them, they were always, <laughs> nothing's wrong with this. Cause this is definitely like a, a style thing. Always in plaid or always in camo or Hawaiian. You know what's funny? <laughs> I stay away. Okay. So now that I am, an, I guess I'm an influencer now. Uh, one of the things that I work my hardest to, it's, it's interesting how I've taken these things from younger days, but I do not wear black. I do not. I can't wear meet black. you there. I still love black. Nope. I don't like it. Like you don't, I wear black. You don't like an all black like, look? I love an all no, black look. No, no, no. I mean, I get it because we all know that black is slimming. However, I think. Do it, we? Because I don't think it is. With my complexion and the. I look I, my best in yellow. Mm-mm. I look, I don't think I. Waffle House yellow to be specific. You said what? I look my best in Waffle House yellow. Goodbye. <laughs> Please get off of my microphone. <laughs> You are so foolish. You are so foolish. You know what? With with that, I'm going to wrap. I'm going to wrap this episode up. Or I'm going to wrap our conversation up because <laughs> you are so very foolish. So very foolish. Let the people know. Let the people know where they can find you. It's your time. It's your time to plug your brands and your your uh, your handles so that people that listen to this conversation can go vibe with you and everything that you got going on. So let the people know where they can find you at. In the words of Charlemagne the God, I am both holy and ratchet. So it's my time. It's righteous, righteous and ratchet. <laughs> there you go. So I'm going, I'm about to go get it in the words of Mary Mary. Amen. So you can find me at www.exotribe.com. You can find me on Instagram at exotribe. You can find me on Facebook at exotribe. You can find me on Pinterest at exotribe. And those are all the places you can find the podcast, my podcast of XL Tribesman, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find me on YouTube. I'm just all over the place. forward slash XL Tribe. I am all over the internet. Which is where we want you to be. Which is where XL men deserve to be. Just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Front and center. Keep elevating. That's what we're doing, 2021. Mm -hmm. Elevation. But I, I I really do thank you. I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna keep talking after I, I stop pressing record because that's usually what I do anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thank you for taking the time out to talk to me and talk to my listeners and give us some insight about the amazing things XL Tribe is doing. Um, you know, I I I mean this. I wish you continued success in 2021. I'm gonna be watching and reacting and and liking and reposting and all of that stuff because the XL tribe brand will always mean something to me. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I want more people to say the same thing. So that's why we did what we did today. And I hope people liked it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I so appreciate that. I just, you know, I, in my mind, I'm just over here in my little corner of the internet, just trying to make a difference. And you are, you definitely are. I know shit. When I, Back in like 2017, when we had, I forgot to say this, we, we hadn't even met. Remember you did a piece on me, like the tribesman of the week yes. or something like that. 
yes, people were uh-huh. asked, people, other big and tall men were asking how I've become a part of that. So trust me when I say people are watching. People, people want to be a part of the process and the brand. Trust me. Well, I appreciate that. I, 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 that's my that's my goal to keep working to get to that place where every big and tall man sees themselves as worthy, valid, and just okay to live your life and represented well. Yeah, and, and being represented extremely well. You are always welcome to come on the podcast and chop it up with me regardless of whether it's about tennis or not, because I know you don't know that much about tennis, but I thank you for listening to the podcast and learning. I do, because <laughs> I like tennis. I don't know, but I, I like to play tennis. Well, I'm not really a sports watcher, though, but I, I've taken a liking to playing tennis. It brings out a competitive nature that See? I don't generally have, which See? I'm wondering where it comes from. It's, when it's playing because tennis, it's, you, it's you and that racket and that ball trying to get it over the net and, and away from the other yeah! person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't people be sleeping. They be sleeping on the on the greatness that is the sport. But that's why my podcast exists. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. look how far you've come. Amen to that. Amen. All right, you guys. I'm sure, or I hope you enjoyed that. As I was editing the podcast, I was like, mm, maybe there's no time for me to do a missing the point rant today because. y'all have already sat through two hours of my voice so thank you for that and i'm just gonna go ahead and sign off for today's episode why do i sound like i'm doing like a late night (laughs) a late night rendezvous like radio station if anyone ever needs a host for that i'm your guy um i'm i'm completely childish and at this point i need to get off the podcast anyway follow the podcast on all social networks at missing point pod facebook instagram twitter make sure to check out the email address that is in the podcast description if you are enjoying the podcast have questions about the conversation today in the episode want to reach out to anybody that's been mentioned in the episode or you just want to tell me your favorite part that's what the email is for and i will catch you guys in the next episode thank you so 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 much for supporting and listening and make sure to stay safe out there right now guys and i will catch you in the next episode Take care.